0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. The activities that both benefit you monetarily and fulfill your values are like your all-stars. Those are the things that you'll want to pour your effort and your energy into the most. Most entrepreneurs get into doing their own thing for a few main reasons, to pursue independence, impact, or their passions. Often it's some combination of the three, but along the way, it can be easy to lose sight of that initial intention and just spend all of your time keeping things running or handling the minutiae of the day-to-day work and not necessarily experiencing the fruits of any of those three goals. That, my friend, is what we aim to avoid. Whether you're just starting out, playing with the idea of starting your own business, or you've been running your own thing for several years, I want you to be able to build a business that not only supports what you're passionate about, but also shifts and evolves when your passions shift and evolve something that has the flexibility to morph into new versions just as you grow and change as a human being through the years. Because here's the truth. As humans, we are never done growing and changing and will always be learning. I love to say that I am a student of life. Our interests will evolve, our strengths will grow, our environment will shift, our life situations will change. And for so many entrepreneurs, it's hard to wrap your mind around doing one thing for the next 5, 10, 20 years. And for those just starting out especially, it can be challenging to even narrow down one avenue for where to start when it comes to building a passion-centered business. When I used to speak on stages, I would often ask all the women in the audience, how many of you want to be doing the exact same thing that you're doing today, 10 years from now? And very few raise their hands. As women, we are often multi-passionate humans. We want to try new things and pursue our curiosities. And my aim for you is to build something bigger than the product or the service that you sell. In one of my Facebook groups recently, an Instagram lab student who was starting to sell skincare products posted saying, Jenna, I know the internet is so expansive and there are millions of people online. I don't just want to sell these products to my next door neighbor. I want to use the power of the internet to reach more people, but I just can't seem to figure out who my ideal client is. She had done all the ideal client avatar exercises and steps, listened to all the mentors, but she still wasn't sure who to speak to when it came to this new product that she wanted to start selling. And here's what I told her. It might surprise you. It doesn't start with others. It doesn't start with your ideal clients or customers. It has to start with you. You are the heart of this. Why do you care about these products? What is your personal transformation? What is the story that you're telling people that's actually compelling them to care about these products solely because they care about you? We focus so much time on how to reach people or who's going to buy our thing or who do we need to leverage our connections when it's actually true that we have to and we must start with ourselves. If we're not rooted in transformation or a story or a passion, then it's going to eventually fizzle and fade out. Entrepreneurship, it is not for the faint of heart. You have to have a strong enough why to sustain your business through the slow times and the unmotivated days. This episode is all about digging into those personal whys, the core values that motivate you and what you're deeply interested in pursuing and how to spin those things into a business model that grows with you, that doesn't hold you down or stifle you. If you have been wanting to start a business for a while now, but you don't know what to start your business around, or if you have a business that doesn't seem to fit your vision any longer, these are the three steps you need to take in order to build a business that sustains and supports your heart, your desires, goals, passions, and life trajectory. Let's jump on in. The first step to building a business centered on your passions is to start with your own personal transformation story. It's time for you to get comfortable sharing your passions with the world. Now when I first started my wedding photography business, it was something I was sincerely invested in. I mean, I had just been a bride. I had just gone through that exact process of choosing a photographer, doing the research, being the client, getting my photos. And I understood what I desired as a bride and how to serve that experience to my clients. I mean, I remember the days I was pre Pinterest. I would be searching the blogs and saving the photos. I made my own collages and I remembered what was important to me. That was my first story that sparked this passion in me to become a wedding photographer. Like My experience as a bride led me to understand exactly how I wanted to use that passion and create an offer. I loved creating beautiful memories. I loved being a part of the most special day of people's lives. I loved getting to be creative and learning behind my camera. I loved feeling inspired every single day. And before long, I began to see that the way that I was doing things things was different than other photographers. The way I marketed my business, how I interacted with clients, how I communicated, the way I positioned myself in the industry. After just a few years of doing photography, I began hearing the same types of questions from other growing photographers. How did I know what to post on social media to get leads and media attention? How did I get regular clients? How did the referrals come in? How did I charge premium rates? How did I not go crazy editing for days on end? It was then that I started to realize that my way wasn't the way that most people in the industry did things. I was entirely self-taught coming from a business background. My techniques were different and valuable and viable. That notion lit a spark under me to create my first digital course all about marketing and business and branding. And then my next one was all about running a successful photography business. And from there, I went on to build courses to teach the things I had experienced success in and had shown others the way in social media, email list, Instagram, podcasting. My life changed though, when we wanted to start to grow our family. And I realized that the life of a wedding photographer made me become a weekend warrior. I didn't want to do that anymore. I definitely didn't want to be signing contracts years in advance when I didn't know what our journey to parenthood would look like. My life was changing. And so I had two options. I could continue doing the same thing that I had always done, or I could change my business too. Now, Most of us go into entrepreneurship for this level of independence, right? But a lot of times we get so stuck selling our products and our services and hiding behind our offers that we do not create a brand. We build a business. And a lot of times businesses have a really hard time of pivoting. But if you create a brand, which is the personality behind your offers, brands can be multi-passionate. Brands can pivot. Now, I didn't necessarily get into the photography world realizing that I'd one day hang up my camera on weddings and fully shift into an educational space. Not at all, but I let my passions and growth dictate the direction of where my company went. This whole journey is a part of my transformation story. It started with something that I was so passionate about and it continued to change and morph with new things that I was becoming passionate about. And I was able to fit that with the lifestyle that I desired in that season. I want for you to do this very thing. No matter if you're just in the starting stages or the veteran stages of business ownership, what interests you enough that you're willing to do whatever it takes to make it work and get into the hands of others to help them? What do you already have experience with doing? What were you able to get results for yourself or provide results for others by doing something? Get comfortable sharing why you're passionate about these things. After all, people tend to be really quiet when it comes to those things because we hold our passions sacred or don't even realize the meaning they contribute to our lives. So first, I'd invite you to get curious about yourself. Where does your passion and progress intersect? Are you spending your energy on the things that matter the most to you? Is your business or potential business fitting into life you've imagined? What does the profit potential look like for that? Start nailing down what success looks like for you. Maybe you're like, okay, this sounds great, but I don't even know what success looks like. Well, I have a sweet little exercise to walk you through to easily nail that down. This exercise is actually linked at jennacutcher.com slash worksheet. This is something that my business coach Dean taught me and allowed me to pass on to you. You can find it at jennacutcher.com slash worksheet or in today's show notes for you. And you can physically write down the pieces and the moving parts of your business or future business, and how they both move the business and the dream forward, as well as how they align with your personal values. I literally have sent this out to so many friends recently. Let me explain why. The activities that both benefit you monetarily and fulfill your values are like your all stars. Those are the things that you'll want to pour your effort and your energy into the most. The things that don't bring you a ton of money but fulfill your values, well, you'll want to start finding ways to profit from them or just focus more heavily on spending your time enjoying those areas without the need to make it profitable. And the things that do not align with your values but bring in significant profits, you may be able to outsource them or rejig them or totally release them from your to-do list so you aren't spending your precious time on the things you don't necessarily value you deep down. Basically, if you go through all of the different activities that make you feel successful and you write them down and you visualize them and you define, I know I'm being successful when, and then you put those up to the different opportunities that you're presented, the different ways that you can drive income and impact, you can see the ones that will hopefully intersect with your financial progress and your values. And then you can focus on those specific things the most going forward. This activity is so important because it allows you to step back and logically see what's important to you on both personal level and a profits level. Here's an example. So one of my biggest values is just being home and present with my family. Now, speaking gigs, I get presented them a lot and they can bring in a lot of profits for my business. But when I commit to them, I'm then gone from my home for at least three days. I'm schlepping through airports, taking time away from my family. So while it might be a great monetary opportunity, it doesn't necessarily align with my values of prioritizing family and rest. I've actually turned down speaking on stages for two years for this very reason. And it's just not aligned with my desire to be with my family and not be exhausted jet setting all over the world. So this exercise has shown up in my life so many different times recently. I've sent it to so many different friends because I've been hearing from so many people lately. They're like, I have these different opportunities and I don't know which direction to go and my energy is so limited. And I just want to make sure that I'm pouring it in the right spots. And this exact exercise I've sent to CEOs, I've sent to brand new entrepreneurs, and I'm like, list out your values, list out what success looks like. And once you do that, it's going to make it so much easier Easier to weigh out monetary gain and put it against what you value as success. It's going to turn opportunities into a scoring system so that you can understand that your yeses are best yeses and that you can confidently say no to opportunities that aren't the right fit. So again, you can get this exact exercise at JennaKutcher.com slash success worksheet. It's an incredible tool that I've been passing out left and right as I've been working with other women entrepreneurs. create a concept. So after digging into what you know, what you're good at, or what interests you, it's time to create a concept around those things. Now, if you're pivoting an existing business, this doesn't mean that you up and go from selling succulents or tailoring dresses. And you suddenly decide you're going to teach live seminars on natural birth techniques. Like we want the transition to be smooth and natural. So think of how you can make this more of a pivot than a 180 degree turn down another path completely. It can be as simplest to create your concept based on what you already know that people want. What do people always ask you about? What are you the go to person for? What do you find yourself Googling when you should be working? It can be something less tangible, like how do you always seem so effortlessly confident? Or more practical, like how did you learn to get such insane conversion rates on your webinars? What's your secret? Creating the concept for your business or your business's new direction should not involve digging into totally foreign concepts that you have zero experience in, trying to crack some code within yourself about what you're actually good at, or sitting on half-molded ideas that you're really not sure you care about all that much. To build a business around your passion and one that lasts, you've got to understand what's already been a part of your journey. What have you learned or experienced or perfected or honed in on? What feels so natural to you, but not so much to others? What comes easy to you, but is like mind blowing when you share it with other people? There is a sweet spot that we are looking to find. One of the best pieces of advice I can offer when it comes to creating a concept is simply starting to share those things that you're passionate about, like just put it out into the world. I call it breadcrumbing, where you start to add in different aspects of your life to what you're currently doing or what you currently share, and you just start to reveal other sides of yourself. Let people behind the scenes share something you've recently learned, share what takeaways you've had, give a quick tip, talk about what you're learning, talk about what you're interested in, ask a question. The biggest thing here is that you want to warm people up to who you are so that one, they care, but two, so that their feedback can help support your growth and this new concept. A lot of times we need other people to speak into our lives. And so when it comes to figuring out what we're good at, what I would encourage you to do is ask three to five people who know you just say, you know, if you were to tell someone about me, what would my gifts be? How would you describe me? What am I the go-to person for? Because a lot of times we are so close to our own genius that we don't even recognize that it's extraordinary, that it could be that thing that that concept relies on. And so I want for you, today is your challenge, to post it either online, send text messages, call people that know you well, and just say, how would you describe me? What am I the go-to person for? What am I extremely good at that sometimes I don't even recognize? That might be the inspiration necessary for you to understand what this new concept could be that is rooted in passion. Number three is to test the concept. Finally, onto the most important step, in my humble opinion, you got to test your concept, preferably at no cost or a low cost to be sure that your process or idea is viable and holds up when others use it. Doing some sort of beta group is my number one recommendation for testing concepts. You could have a Facebook group or an email challenge or group coaching or even just going live in a Facebook group. You don't have to start out from the jump by investing in course hosting software, recording a ton of modules or figuring out how to edit video or sound. No, no, no. You simply can do this quickly and easily as possible just by getting your idea out there and testing if it works for others. Go on to Facebook Live and teach about something and collect that feedback. Watch the comments, even if it's just five people on with your live and continue to tweak and hone in on that. I told a lot of my students I was leading through a course earlier this year to just do a beta group for their very first launches. They could host it for free to encourage people to sign up. They could grow their email list through it or even offer it at a lower price point than they plan on charging down the line. And just advertise it. This is a beta group or an early bird group that gets the coveted first access to my information. Then I told them to really listen to the feedback from the group and just go through the materials week by week. No need to rush or to push things. Let that real-time feedback guide your creation and your teaching process. It's smart to have an outline prepared by reverse engineering what you want the end result to be for that group. What are the three to five steps that it'll take to get someone towards that end result? We talk about reverse engineering on this show a lot. There's a really great episode about that. But what you want to do is just get yourself out there, get yourself in that mode of sharing those passions about dreaming up a concept and about collecting that feedback. Like, Pay attention to what the group is saying, what they need more clarity or guidance around, what they want more of, what questions they're asking you. Your biggest gift in this new direction of business will be feedback and success stories. And the best way to get more success stories is to serve your people with what they need and will ask of you. That's going to fill in the gaps and make your future offer so much stronger and conclusive in the end. I encourage so many people to do this. The biggest thing that you need to do is to test the concept and get results for someone else, whether it's one-on-one group coaching, a beta group, however that looks, but you have to start building up your confidence muscle to know that your methods, your idea, your concept, your product works for not just you, but for other people, but also paying attention to the feedback that comes along with it because it is going to help you craft every single area of your offer from your copy to your communication, to your graphics, to the way that you show up in the world. So do not be afraid to test out your idea, to test out your concept, and to accept that feedback open-handedly, knowing that it's going to make you better and stronger. Whatever your passions are, whatever your interests are, whatever your strengths are, I truly believe that you can build a lasting business around the things and the life that matters to you most. The skills you've sharpened and experienced results or joy or life change from, the methods you've built that allow more freedom and flexibility and progress in your life, these are the things that matter and that others want to know about. And it's up for you to teach them because I fully subscribe to the notion that only you have your exact experiences, background and journey to impact others with the gifts that you have. No market is too saturated for your unique blend of goodness. So start bringing what you have to the table. And I can promise you that others will meet you there with open arms. Until next time, Gold Digger, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast.